What's up, everyone? We're here minutes after the All-Star game. Giannis was at it again, as he always is, on All-Star weekend. And I think overall, it was a pretty entertaining game. So we'll talk about Giannis. We'll talk about Steph. Chris Middleton was out there. There's plenty to talk about right across the whole weekend. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. Joining me for a little post-All-Star game action, Camille Davis. You can also check her work out over at the Technical Foul podcast. Uh, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every weekday, whether that is on the audio version, whether that's on YouTube. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Camille, how are you? How was All Star Weekend? I just saw you tweeting about this. Team LeBron got the win. Team LeBron always gets the win. 163 to 160. LeBron ended this game with a picturesque trademark turnaround jump shot. It was a thing of beauty. I saw you tweet about it. You like this game, huh? I did. This was a really, really fun all-star game for me. It, was, uh, one, it wasn't one of those games where, like, the first quarter, one team wins it by 20, then the next one, someone gets, mm. wins by 15. Like, each quarter was close enough that by the end of the quarter, it felt like the players were trying to win at that moment. So I liked that little edge to it, and by the time we got to the fourth quarter, it just all kicked up. I mean, it was it was exciting. We had some dunks. John Morant was showing why he should have been in the dunk contest. Uh, Giannis had a few dunks out there. We saw some, you know, Giannis on Chris action and things like that. Blocked his shot. We saw Steph Curry <laughs> explode in the third quarter. We saw LeBron doing his best to win an MVP trophy in Cleveland, but not quite getting there because of Steph Curry. Like, this game had everything in it for me. So let's be real. If these two teams were trying 100% for the entire four quarters or three quarters and <laughs> the ending, uh, this would not have been close because the starting lineup for this LeBron team was sick. You got LeBron, you got mm-hmm. Steph, you got Giannis, you got Jokic, you got DeRozan. Uh, wherever you want to put DeMar this year, based on what he's been doing, he's in the MVP conversation, or I think that he should be. And then you obviously have uh, the two previous MVPs in Giannis and Jokic and LeBron and Steph. So, I mean... I don't know how LeBron keeps getting away with this. It's like the breaking. It's like the Breaking Bad meme. I'm watching LeBron draft his teams every year, and it's just like he can't keep getting away with this. I don't know how he does it. His team is always so much better, and I think you're right. I think LeBron did want this MVP. You could tell sort of early on in the game. I think Giannis always wants the MVP as well, and I think that this year. There was a little bit of a mix. I think he did tone it down a little bit earlier on in the game. But, of course, this is why we love Giannis. Towards the back end of the game, when they needed someone getting those offensive rebounds, when they needed someone to give a chase down block, it was Giannis that was doing it. And, look, Steph went off. He had his 16 threes. 
He had his 50 points. That was incredible. But Giannis still had 30 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, <laughs> three steals, and a block. So you could say this was actually just a typical Giannis stat line. Honestly, that's what we get in Milwaukee almost every night now, which right. it's 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 surreal. Like just seeing what Giannis does. I mean, one, he had to keep that you know that thirty plus thing going because he already he, he's the uh, all time leading scorer in All Star game. So he game, has to that, make sure. That... Yeah, he yeah. has to make sure he keeps that average up. So you know, good to see him hit that thirty, and also it was good to see him um, not playing the entire game at a hundred percent. Like there were points in the first quarter where he was just kind of walking around and mm. getting to his spot leisurely, and I was like, "See, Giannis, you're getting the All Star game. Yes, yes." Yes, please don't like dive on the ground and things like that anymore. Just, you know, just play straight up. So it was really cool to see him um, be like an all-star vet at this point and just continue his dominance that he, you know, does night in and night out. So was he six? Was it sixteen for sixteen or eighteen for eighteen last year? It was something along those lines, right? Or might I think it was not- sixteen for eighteen. Okay. So he's sixteen for twenty-one tonight. So or fifteen for twenty-one tonight. So I guess the question is: Is Giannis all-star game in decline? I mean, hey. field, Camille, come on. <laughs> Depends on if you're half, you know, glass half empty or half full here, I guess you could say. But um, you could say he was deferring a lot as well because he was feeding the hot hand with Steph and he was also trying to feed LeBron as much as he could. But uh, LeBron was was clanking a few of those. So um, Giannis could have had like an all-star triple-double if LeBron would have hit a few more shots. So... He was 0 for 3. He hit that turnaround late. Now, we've discussed this on Lockdown Bucks. Giannis has been going to that turnaround in really important situations for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. He hit one of them. I can't remember what game that was that he hit one of them. He's missed some other ones, but he went to it late in this game. And because all of Twitter is watching, everyone's like, oh, my goodness, that turnaround. He hit that turnaround. This is a shot that he is going to. And again, after he hit that turnaround, he then tried to hit that 3 that he missed. He was 0 for 3 from 3 in this game. But yet again, Giannis, even in the All-Star game, going to the jump shot package to try and close this thing out. And that turnaround jump shot, look, it's it's no we've seen LeBron do that forever. He that's how he mm-hmm. finished this game. So I don't know. I always, you know, when you have those two guys in the same team when they're going at each other, Giannis, I think he really wants that shot to be a part of his repertoire. And he should. I mean, if you, you just kind of watch uh the playoffs, you see the type of shots that are needed. Um, in certain situations, because sometimes you just got to get a bucket and they're going to be in your way, especially when, with Giannis building a wall, trying to stop him from getting to the rim. The three point shot's going to be there. But if you can effectively have a counter to a wall, have a counter to being stuck in the mid range, have some kind of post game there, face up game like it opens you up in so many different ways. And it's a shot that is. It's been nice seeing them knock them down. So it's always funny, like you mentioned, to see Twitter surprise because they're not watching him night in and night out. But he's trying to make it work, and I can see why. It's a it's a killer shot. All the greats have it. So that block uh, was a foul. If you're Chris Middleton, are you going back <laughs> to the locker room and saying, first of all, Giannis, settle the hell down, and secondly, does a foul? Hey, the tape tape doesn't lie. So I think Chris, Chris has a great point. I mean, you know, Giannis gets the block in the stat sheet, but Chris knows the knows the truth. So we've seen this too. He, he does, and look, we've seen this a lot uh, over the years. Obviously, watching Giannis, but that behind the backboard camera, when you see Giannis coming behind someone, it's like a Jaws movie. He, he, you know that he's about to attack, and this this poor helpless Chris Middleton 
just trying to lay one in. It's the all-star game. No one's coming from behind, surely. Next thing, Giannis reaches over and blocks the shot. So that was, uh, you know, a fun little highlight there. They gave each other a, you know, a little high five after it. So that they know what's up. I'm sure, let's be honest, I'm sure Chris Milton has been blocked by Giannis a lot in practice. I'm sure it's not, <laughs> I'm sure it's not a new occurrence for him. When I asked you overall whether you enjoyed the All-Star Weekend, you said, yeah, yeah, I had fun. And you kind of said that I think that sometimes people have these expectations or whatever it is that they think the All-Star Weekend is going to be. And I also do just think that people like shitting on the All-Star Weekend. Like, I think it's something that people get enjoyment out of. I think your point about where your expectations should lie is important, though. For me, it reminds me a little bit of the Space Jam movie last year. And everyone's like, well, Space Jam movie sucks. I'm like, okay, well, what did you expect from this movie? People are like, well, it's too right. childish. This, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, it's a kid's movie, first of all. You're a 40-year-old man. Relax, okay? This movie is <laughs> this movie is not made for you. So it's kind of like that with the All-Star Weekend. What are you coming here to see? Honestly, because, I mean, you can start on Friday. So the Rising Stars game has gone through multiple changes over the years from rookies versus sophomores to USA versus world to people just drafting. So, I mean, it's tried many different things, but the changes that they made to this year's Rising Stars game with the four teams of seven, having them play in that little like mini tournament type of situation. And then even the little shooting thing they had as a break where Scotty Barnes missed four easy little hook shots. But like, it was fun. It was something different. The young guys, one, we have an influx of talent in the league right now with these young guys. And they put on the show on Friday night, was really entertained watching those games. And then All-Star Saturday night is always a crapshoot. You really never know if it's going to be one for the books or if it's going to be one that feels kind of un- like you're just not going to remember it in a few years. That's where All-Star Saturday night always seems to fall. So I always go into it just kind of thinking it's a Saturday night. It, it the You know, it's going to be guys out here playing a three-point contest. Normally it's exciting, the dunk contest. We might get something. The skills challenge. This year the rules were Pretty hard to follow at times, but, you know, you just you watch it and pick it up. But it was fun, especially as a Bucks fan, seeing Giannis, seeing Thanasis, seeing Alex, like seeing the brothers out there was really fun. Um, seeing the reception that the team Cavs kept getting all weekend was really cool. And it just I don't know. It was fun. Like the dunk contest, I will say, was subpar. I see why Kareem left early. I, mm. I understand. <laughs> but like that's just how the dunk contest goes some years like it feels like there's always a really great year and then for a few years thereafter they're just trying to chase what that last one was until a new influx of talent comes in quote unquote saves the dunk contest and then everybody's happy again and then they're disappointed the next one or the next two whatever the case may be all right let's get to the nba 75 stuff which i think was a highlight of the weekend as well after we talk about built bar the great sponsor of the podcast here and the best tasting protein bar that has ever been made. Uh, you know, all the built bars are covered in 100% real chocolates. That's 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. Just replace your normal candy bars, Camille, with built bar and you'll be set. They are just, they're better. It's just the facts. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, and low carbs. Only 130 calories, which is pretty good if you compare that to a usual candy bar, which is usually around 240 calories, something like that. There's mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, There's uh, this month, we have a white chocolate cookies and cream as well. So that sounds delightful if you're into that type of thing. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com.
Also, don't forget to check out the Locked On Now podcast. Uh, you can hear from all the local experts recapping the weekend's events. I'm sure this week there'll be some all-star stuff. Uh, there might also be a little note from our friends over at Locked On Suns. If you're looking for any NBA news, it dropped right before this all-star game. Camille, Chris Paul is going to be out for six to eight weeks. Now, like the brave soldier he is, he battled through a few minutes of the All-Star game, which was one of the silliest things I've ever seen. You don't need to be out there, man. Like, do whatever you want to do, but it's just silly. It looked like Rudy Gobert was trying to set a screen on Chris Paul, by the way. And I think that if he had tried that, Chris Paul might have... There might have been some Wallabies action. He might have whacked him in the Wallabies or something <laughs> like that because that was unnecessary by Rudy. Not helping his public image, there's no doubt about that. But Chris Paul, this is serious. I don't know. I, am I crazy to think that Chris Paul, at his age, getting through 82 games, maybe having six weeks off before the postseason might help or might work. Is that is that crazy? I don't know. I think that, you know, they're so far ahead at the top. Maybe this isn't such a bad thing. I could see why that is not an outlandish statement. Mm-hmm. Um, when you When you look at it, the fact that they are so far ahead in the West right now, um, this team has played without Chris Paul. He did so last year for a bit and they can be all right. Like they'll, they'll be a playoff team if Chris Paul returns for the rest of the season or not, they have built up such a lead and they're playing so well that yes, they will miss him, but the talent that they still have without Chris Paul is good enough to keep them in a playoff spot. And on top of that too, um, as, as you mentioned, he's an older guy, um, the chance to kind of rest your legs a little bit longer I'm sure he's not necessarily upset about that. Of course, Chris Paul wants to play, but having a rested Chris Paul come back, assuming no one else gets injured, no more injuries on the team, and you can come back in the playoffs and just kind of reintegrate yourself there, you know, I feel good about it. And especially the reason I don't have any concerns about him coming back to the team after his injuries, because we saw what they were able to do last year. Like there is a team chemistry here where um, they'll play without him fine, but when he comes back, I don't think it'll be that big of an adjustment for them to get used to playing with the point guard again. All right, let's get to this. Look, I, I'll say this, Camille, and you can tell me if you think that I'm wrong, but I I think the overall entertainment uh, was not great. I, I saw uh, I saw one and I turned it off. I actually turned it off. There was I was working uh, and I was supposed to be watching Australian basketball. I got one eye on the All-Star weekend. There was something where the Currys were doing... <laughs> Uh, and some Gatorade, some blind like Gatorade tasting or something. It was, I don't know, some promo for a TV show. I guess they got going on. But that was where I had to draw the line. I said, I'm turning this yeah. off. So, yeah. look, I, I, think, I think overall, um, for me, the entertainment was a fail. But I think that we should acknowledge that it's a pretty tough act to follow when you have to follow up the Super Bowl, which was a week ago, which was like the pinnacle of halftime entertainment. But I think they saved it with the NBA 75. To have all those legends there, Giannis to be standing up there. He's got a huge smile on his face. He's next to the absolute greats. And for people that have been a Bucks fan for a long time or watched Giannis come up to where he is, to the fact that he's still only 27, he's alongside all these guys with, quite frankly, even at his age, a resume that stacks right up with all the best. That was cool. That was really fun. It was super fun to watch. Like, when they called out his name and he came out and he's smiling and waving and then he goes and stands up there and they're just continuously naming names, like absolute legends. And I'm like, wow. Like I even tweeted out like Giannis is really up here with legends at 27. 
it is surreal and it's hard to put it in words sometimes, especially if you've watched Giannis since draft day, seen where he came from. You followed the story, followed the team, been emotionally invested in the team. It just hits a little bit different seeing him up there already because it's like when we drafted him, who expected this? Who expected this outside of Giannis probably himself? And it's it's just been a joy to watch. And seeing him listed up there with all these other guys who I grew up watching, who was like, this is why I fell in love with ball. And to think, you know, years on the line. So I'm like, who is Giannis? And you'll always be looking him up. Like future generations will continuously be looking up his name because he'll always be listed as one of the best NBA players of all time. And that's that's just super dope. Like to say you were out there with Michael Jordan at the same time and LeBron and Magic and like James Worthy and Dr. J and the big O and Ray Allen. Like it was just, it was a who's who of of NBA royalty. And to be part of that. It's amazing. There's a cool photo. I think it was JQ. I mean, we know Giannis is the JQ man, but I think JQ, <laughs> I, I might be wrong. It might've been the box. So I don't know. Probably lots of people have posted this photo of Giannis uh, with MJ there. And it's, you know, tapping each other up a little bit. That's going to be a pretty cool moment. I'm sure a lot of these younger guys like Giannis and I saw uh, MJ run up to Luca and give him a big hug. Like I'm sure for those guys, they're like going to sleep tonight thinking like what the hell just happened tonight i just said michael jordan coming up and saying hello he knows who i am so that's obviously really cool you spoke about the fact that they were up there standing and waving uh let's talk about the guys that weren't in the building and were standing up and waving Uh, (laughs) starting with scotty pippen um doing the queen wave now the queen actually uh tested positive for covid today so Mm -hmm. maybe Scotty Pippen was it was it was a tribute to the queen hope you're doing well i'm not sure if that's the case uh, but as an Australian, of course, we have to acknowledge the Queen. Dude, get get better. We need you. We need you to, to to get better. But that was very weird. That was very weird. Yeah, I I think the idea worked better than the execution <laughs> of having the guys standing and waving because you had some waving as if they were in the arena, like they're looking yes. up and they're waving. Like yeah. Tim Duncan was real. I was like, where are you looking, Tim? What's going yeah. on right now? It was it was hilarious. Although it was fun seeing uh. Walt, not wear his, not wear the jacket. He's, I'm gonna wear my own, my own stuff. So, deal with that. So the jackets were pretty plain. I thought I saw, and maybe this was just a custom design thing. I, I don't know. It was on an M- uh, NBA TV clip that I saw that Isaiah Thomas got like a custom made, like full drip Detroit Pistons jacket, and I thought that every player was going. To, so I was thinking. And and maybe it's difficult for some players that play for a number of teams, I guess. So like they could have they could have figured something out. But I was thinking in my head, imagine if they make these replica Giannis NBA seventy five because obviously you can't have the you're not having the diamonds. You're not getting the diamonds on your in your in the box store. People paying fifteen grand for this Giannis jacket, but people would buy that. I'm sure they'll be able to cash in on some merchandise. But either way, it's very cool for Giannis and. Uh, Look, we can't rule out that he'll still be playing for the Bucks when the NBA 100 comes out. How old would he be? 52? Yeah, yeah he could still be playing at 52. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out for Giannis, so we'll see. There is... Hey, if he goes to LeBron route and tries to play until Liam plays, who knows? That's a perfect segue. We're going to get to more LeBron stuff, and we're going to get to that after I talk about <laughs> betonline.net. Uh, Football might be over this season, but basketball now that the All-Star Weekend is, is in the rear vision mirror. Uh, is full steam ahead. You can get the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and find out where the next five coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. 
Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, they've got everything hockey, boxing, UFC odds, uh, right to everything else that you uh, are into in the sporting world. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, LeBron made a lot of headlines this weekend, naturally, as he does. Uh, one of them was basically saying, I'm going to play for whoever drafts my son. Now, this is interesting because it did get me thinking about Giannis, and we've spoke about <clears throat> when his brother, when Kostas was originally drafted. Uh, that was pick 60, wasn't it? It was pick 59 or 60. It was around that mark. It was later on in the Some, draft. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that automatically say, okay, well, the Lakers. This is a this is a this is a smart move. Or you want to sign Costas? Okay. Well, we know why you want to sign Costas because potentially, you know, maybe you're thinking that Giannis might come across. Mm-hmm. So this idea isn't exactly new. And look, we've said it about Thanasis. Who knows? Thanasis has improved as a basketball player, but who knows if the Bucks didn't sign him these last few years? Would he be elsewhere? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe he wouldn't be. But it made sense at least for all parties, that Thanasis is around. And as we said, not a criticism of Thanasis. Please, please do not come at me for bringing this up. But I haven't, I don't follow, you know, high school basketball or even college right. basketball I don't follow. But I was under the impression that there was no guarantee that, that Bronny was an absolute lock for the NBA. And I might be completely wrong about that. But I think that he may have just ensured that he is. By LeBron saying, hey, you want me for a year? Yeah, maybe your team might not be in the mix for a championship. But if you have my son, you're going to s- sell out every single game to see the LeBron and Bronny show. The merchandise is going to be going through the roof. The franchise is going to make an incredible amount of money. So I just think it's smart business work by LeBron here. It's extremely smart. Like you kind of ensure that your son will get drafted. There is going to be some team who says like, if this means I can also get LeBron James, I am absolutely going to do this. So I think it was really smart of LeBron, but one thing you have to say about LeBron is he knows the power that his, his words carry. He knows, he knows exactly what he's saying when he says anything, even if it seems like a random compliment, He's probably saying something else at the exact same time as said compliment. So for him to just come out and actually admit, because people have speculated that LeBron wants to stay in the league until Bronny gets there. Oh, he would love to play with the son. But hearing it straight from his mouth was just a little bit different. Like he let everybody know two years. If you want me, get my son. Uh, the question, though, is how much does Bronny want to play with his dad for, you know, his first season in the NBA? <laughs> I heard that. I did hear that. Um, you know, most kids, uh, it's been a long time since I was a teenager, but, you know, a, a lot of teenagers, they're like, you know, they want to do their own thing. I, I don't know. I never played in a sports team where my dad was like, he was never one of the you know, parents <laughs> that would coach or something like that. or So I never had to go through that. But, you know, who knows? I wonder if anyone's asked him. He's just coming along for the ride. I, I think the big question is, how early is a team going to go with Bronny James just to ensure that this happens? Like, is someone going first round? They're like, screw it. We want LeBron. We're going first round pick, even if this guy's projected late second round or, you know, on the on the draft bubble. How early will a team go? So that's going to be really interesting. But yeah. speaking of family stuff, speaking of Giannis, speaking of Thanasis, speaking of Alex, uh, 
those guys, I got a lot of texts from people that were just like, this is just awesome that these three are together at All-Star Weekend getting to go through the Skills Challenge. Now, you can have your opinion on the Skills Challenge and think whatever you want to think about that. I'm fine. I didn't I didn't see it live. I was at another job, so I just went back and caught the highlights. I just wanted to acknowledge how cool it, it was and how cool it continues to be for this family, the way they go about things. They like to do things together and enjoy a stage like that. Uh, it's it's just awesome. I don't know. I mean, I have no further comments other than it was just really cool. It was, and I do want to shout out Giannis for getting like a forty on the the passing. Well, I was like, oh yeah, the passing was in the bag for for the <laughs> for you know the Adekumpo brothers. So it was cool seeing him get that off. But yeah, the family aspect is just super super cool because as I can't remember which uh, which brother said it, but they were mentioning the fact like it doesn't matter if we win or lose. Like this is the story we we're able to tell our kids and our grandkids. Like we were at All Star Weekend together. Like that's special because how many times do you dream with your your siblings or even a cousin, a, a best friend? Like, hey, one day we're both going to be on this level and be able to achieve that with your brothers, who are the only other people who truly understand the struggles and everything that you put into this. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's just really cool to see. Like, like you said, there's not really much else to say, but like, that's super cool. Well, sometimes it doesn't work out, but then you end up doing a podcast like this. So it's not all bad. Um, you can <laughs> you can still turn it around. That's all I'll say uh, for everyone that is uh, that is listening here. I guess the only other... Well, I, I will just quickly acknowledge the three-point shootout. That is the most, I guess, pure Saturday night event that's always you know mm-hmm. interesting, always the same. Uh, my guy, Paddy Mills, unfortunately... Just knocked out by by Trey Young, which was kind of annoying. Happened on the last shot. Really wanted uh, Patty to win this. I'm not a huge Trey Young fan, so that was a shame for Patty. But it was cool to see him there, and he vowed to be back. I love it. The three point shootout. When you lose, you vow to return and be back at the three point shootout. So we'll see if Patty gets back. Uh, last note, I guess, from the weekend as we move forward, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it uh, a fair bit moving forward. Steve Nash is apparently recruiting Goran Dragic very heavily. And, you know, mm. I, I I was thinking about this, and I remember watching those Phoenix teams, and I love watching those Phoenix teams, when Goran Dragic couldn't play. Steve Nash was out of the lineup for a reason. I, I can't, it must have been an injury or something. I can't remember now. Goran Dragic went absolutely off. I just think it's a bit harsh for Steve Nash to try and recruit this man to be a backup when he was the man that forced him to be a backup his entire <laughs> career. And now you're asking him to play behind Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Maybe Patty Mills. Uh, I, I say behind Patty Mills, Seth Curry's there. They have all these guards. Come on, Steve. Let the man live. The man just wants to play basketball. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a funny point. Um, but I can't blame him. Like, I can't blame him. When you look at the buyout market, like Dragic is the is the target. So kudos for Steve for throwing his hat, you know, into the ring, trying to get him into Brooklyn. He'd be a bad coach if he wasn't, you know, at least, you know, doing something on the side to try to try to make sure that uh, some talent came to his team. But I don't know if that's the best fit for Drag. Of course, I have interest of him coming to the mm. Milwaukee Bucks. I think I can make a stronger case for the Bucks over the mm. Nets, but um, I get it. I get it. I mean, even the Lakers want him. I don't know what their pitch would be, but I know the Lakers want him too. So everyone is here after him. Um, I was talking to the Tech File guys earlier, and we were kind of like, I wonder if, Phoenix comes on the table now with the Chris Paul injury. So, hey, if you're a contending team, you need a point guard. Like I can, I can understand why Dragic is on your list. Well, the buyout market. I, I mentioned the two things that normally come into play: the guy wants a role, 
Uh, the guy wants to, a chance to win a championship. We think that he could do that in Milwaukee. We think both of those boxes are ticked. Uh, but if you're a fan, the other important thing of the buyout market is just not letting these guys go to other teams. So yeah. if you're the Nets, you might also just be thinking, okay, well, if we can sign him, maybe there isn't much of a role for him here, but at least he won't be on the Bucks. <laughs> Listen, that's what it's all about. Hey, that's what it's that's all about. True. You know, they don't want the Bucks getting better. No one wants the Bucks getting better. No one wants Miami getting better. So, so we'll see. We'll see what, what happens here. Uh, Draymond Green, actually, on the broadcast, as we wrap this up, said that he was still another three to four weeks away before he's going to play. Mm. So that was uh, that was interesting news there. But overall, All-Star Weekend, it's done. I'm not like totally sad about the fact it's done. I'm ready for basketball, but we've still got a few days. What are we going to talk about for the next... Four nights. I have no idea, Camille. This is it's, this is the tough times. Tough times. You always figure it out, though, and it's always entertaining. Well, thank you. I can talk, but you should also check out the Locked On Bets podcast with Camille's boy Q and handicapping <laughs> expert Lee Sterling. That's the Locked On Bets podcast. Check it out, Camille. This is great. Sunday night. You're working on the weekends. Yes. We really appreciate. Yes. It. Not a problem at all. It was a it was a fun All Star weekend, and honestly, I probably wouldn't have been able to sleep right afterwards, anyways, because I was excited about that game. It was it was nice to see. I do wish the NBA was doing a little bit more NBA seventy five content, hmm. just dropping information about the guys on the team. I feel like they were slacking a bit on that, but hopefully, um, now that All Star break is done, they can start pumping out some more content too. You just want more Giannis content, which we can't blame you for, <laughs> that Camille. But anyway. I don't know what we're talking about for the rest of the week, but there will be plenty of roster stuff. We'll be able to break down what's to come for the Bucks. It's a difficult schedule coming up for Milwaukee, where the games can be won, how we think it's all going to shake out. We'll probably have some guests along the way as well, so make sure you check that out. But for now, for myself, for Camille, catch you guys tomorrow.